וישמע ישרוי. ישרוי הוא זכר, not just that the parsha of ישרוי is brought down, an extra parsha that's just dedicated in his name, which Chazal tell us that's where the name Yeser came from. That Milosh and Yosef, he was like that a parsha was given because of him, which is an unbelievable schus. I don't know that we find another person that was like to such a thing. But he was also like that the parsha of Kabbalah Satera is said in his parsha. So it forces us to understand, to try to understand, what about Yisroi is so critical to Matan Torah. Chazal tell us, when it says, Vayishma Yisroi, it was a very specific Shmir. There was something specific that made him come. What made Yisrael come? So Chazal say they picked two, two miracles. Kriyas Yamsuf and Muhammad Zamolik. One Medrash is Mashma, actually it's two opinions. And one Medrash puts it together. Kriyas Yamsuf and Muhammad Zamolik. Rebbe Lapian always asked, Several places. Chris Yamsuf, we know, was a miracle of tremendous proportion. The whole world witnessed Chris Yamsuf. According to some of the Midrashim, there was actually a Chris Yamsuf that took place. All the waters in the world had a shtickle Chris Yamsuf. Shamuhammad Yagazim. The whole world was, was frightened. Chris Yamsuf was more impacting even than the Asura Marcus and Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Because we see from Chazal that Yashukach. Oh, this doesn't have to be from Yehuda. I recognize it. So Chris Yamsuf was unbelievable mess that the whole world saw and the whole world was affected by. Muhammad Samalik was a war. It's a regular war. It was nothing special. We understood that this war was different. Kasha Yolim Moshe's Yoda, if you call Yisrael, when Moshe lifted up his hands, the Jews won. When he took his hands down, we lost. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, the Mishnah explains that there was a lot of spiritual impact in both directions. So we understand. It was nothing unbelievable. None of the nations in the world heard Muhammad Samalek and went crazy. There was no Shamu Hamim Yogazim. So why in the world does the Torah Akdesha tell us that Yisrael was impacted after Kriyas Yamsuf by Muhammad Zamolik. The Mashmah says 
that if he would not have heard Muhammad Amalek, he wouldn't have come. What did Muhammad Amalek add to Chris Yamsuf? It's like Bukhlam Usayimana. It didn't add anything. So what's, what's, what's going on here? It's obvious that Chazal are telling us by conveying to us this point that the struggle is not to understand what Yisrael was inspired by. There was much to be inspired. He heard about everything. Right? In fact, Yisrael knew more than any of us knew. Before Pesach, he once gave a shtikl Shabbos HaGadol Drasha. I was a little kid when I heard it. But it made an impact on me. I remember it like it was today. He said Yisrael was able to be more mispoiled from what happened in Mitzrayim than anybody. For a simple reason. Yisrael was on the Congress that decided the fate of the Jews. When we became Avodim and Mitzrayim, Yisrael was one of the Yeratzim. He was in the Congress. He actually objected. He actually ran away. Today we also have people that boycott, right? They boycott the speech from the, from the president. But that they do right? Those that boycott the State of the Union address, Yisrael wasn't he ran for his life, he ran away. He ran away from the Congress. But he knew the whole debate. So Biankov said, if you look in Chazal, there was a whole debate how to punish the Jews. What to do? And one said, we should, do, we should use fire. Let's destroy them, let's burn all of them alive. Somebody said, no. Ani Hashem Be'esh. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will, will consume us with fire. So that was taken off the table. Another one said, let's bring Chayas Royce, let's bring lions, and let's execute the Jews slowly, like they tried to do to Daniel. He said, no. Another person, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, will control the animals. No good. He'll then, he'll make a Mishlacha Se'evim on us. Finally, they came water. Water is the best thing. Because water, Hashem already made a shvuah. He's never going to bring a marble to the world. So if we destroy the Jews in water, Hashem won't be able to do anything. So that was the conclusion. The end is they didn't do enough research. And if they would have learned their psukim better, they would have gone to Beis Yankif. The reason why I'm not saying Beis Yankif because Beis Yankif, they learned the Medrashim better than in the Yeshivas. Then they would have known that when it says, I'm not going to bring a marble, it means on the whole world. But to the Mitzrayim, he was able to destroy them. Zogt Rabbi Yankif, Yisrael followed the news. He saw that not only did Hashem destroy them with water, but he looked at all the Makkas. He says, I know what they planned. Even the things they didn't do, they just planned, became part of the Makkas. When he looked at the Makkas in Mitzrayim, he knew that every Makkah 
had in it a little bit of what their plans were. And Baruch Hashem stuck in the fire too. Because they were thinking of destroying the Eden with fire. So Bikitzer, Yisrael was able to see more than anybody. He knew, wow, this is unbelievable. Even the things they just planned to do against the Jews, they also got destroyed. Every, every Nekudik Tana, the Rebbe is Tevei. I was thinking this week, the Polish government is about to make a certain piece of legislation part of the law that you're not allowed to say anymore that the Poland government was implicit with the, with the, with the Holocaust. They didn't do anything. They're clean. So they, you hear they want to make a law that you can't even talk about what they did. <laughs> they want to make, make Sheker into the law. The Bershom is going to be from them not only all the obelisks that they did during the Holocaust. Whenever many Holocaust survivors could tell you what happened in Poland. And that they were not only shutfin, but they a lot of things they did without shutfis. The Rebbe was to everything. So I was thinking in Eretz Yisrael, there's a whole geridel now. They want to protest. They want to. You know the biggest Einish is you recall the ambassador of that country. Wow, what an Einish! The Eibush has better ways to punish. So I'm telling you, the Eibush is not only going to punish the Poles what they did in the Holocaust; it's going to punish them for this legislation also. That's what Yisrael saw. Yisrael saw every piece that they planned, they were punished for. So he had a lot to be mispoiled for. So what does he need Muhammad Samalik for? What does he need? What Rabbi Ankiv is telling us just makes my question even stronger. What does he need Muhammad Samalik? What did that add to the whole scenario? It doesn't add anything. We have Maimon al Sinai. So. We stood on the bottom of the mountain. So Chazal Daush in the Posuk. Sachtis means underneath. Right? Under the mountain. So Chazal say it's being Maramas to the fact that HaKadosh Bohu lifted up the mountain and he put it over Klagishon. That they weren't just Next to the mountain, they were under the mountain. The Rebbe Shum told them in Matamakayim, Mr. Ramuta, Vimav, Shemtek Fuhas. So all the Mephoshim ask, Paliatosvis, the Rishonim, the Achreinim, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu have to force Klaisman? We said, Nazavanishim. What HaKadosh Baruch Hu, why do you have to force us? So many, many truths given to this question of why the Rebbe Hashem had to force us to Shabbat Peh this from the Eish HaGadol there's all different kinds of explanations of why the Rebbe Hashem had to force us there's a fascinating machshav I heard from the Gon from the Vilna Gon which complements a concept from the Ramaral Meprag which I think is the essence of the lesson of Yisrael, of Ayishma Yisrael. And that is very simple. One of, one of my favorites, the Kudus, 
Diukim in the Rambam is found in Uchas Malachim, where the Rambam talks about what a goy, what a true goy is, a ger toishev. And the Rambam says a true ger toishev is really a half a Jew, but he doesn't just say that that's a ger toishev. See, we know a ger toishev is a shtickle Jew. The Rabbanu Shalom only gives a halach of a ger toishev a goy who comes who is makabal to do the Sheva Mitzvahs. He does it in Bezin. It's a whole process to be able to live in Eretz Yisrael. That's a Ger Toshev. But the Rambam takes it to the next level. The Rambam says that not just to be a Ger Toshev, you need a Kabbalah. Just to be from the Chesidei Yom just to be considered a righteous Gentile, you also have to be Makabal the mitzvahs. It's not enough to do the mitzvahs. In other words, Pastor Siavagoy is keeping the Sheva mitzvahs. Because he's a good man. He's a good guy. I'm sure many of you know good guy. He's a good guy. We once had a problem on our roof. It was leaking. This is after we put in you know, thousands of dollars in a new roof. Called the guy down 20 times. God was a Jewish guy. Never got it fixed. Then each time we called him back after a couple of years, he started charging us, even though it never was, it never worked to begin with. The roof never worked to begin with. It was leaking to begin with. But he said it's out of his, he warranties his work for 12 months. So I asked him a kasha. But if it never, if it never got dry, so the job was never done. You're not out of the 12 months. You're in the middle of installing the roof. That was my time. So he didn't go for that longest. He looked at it like a warranty. And the Mela is out of the 12 months. He doesn't warranty his work anymore. Unless the shingle, it's, it's 50 year shingles. A lot of good that does for you, right? 50 year shingles, water comes in. So the shingle's in good shape. For that, he's a longest. That longest he understands. He only warranties the hefts of the shingles. Anyway, so the Robertson. A couple of weeks ago, she told me she heard this of Sagoy. Which I, 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 by me, I like using it, if possible. But here I felt maybe, maybe you need a Goytak. Maybe a Yid. You know, the Rabbanishim brings up the water for Yid, so it could be a Yid can't stop the Shef of Mayim. One of the Simonim of Bnei Avram Yankif is that the water comes up. So if the water comes up for Bnei Avram Yankif, this time a kol shikain, they can't stop it from coming in. Because this guy, I'm sure, this year, I'm sure he had good intentions. But he came back many, many times. And wasn't matzlich. Anyway, this nice fellow, a guy, he calls him down. He comes, he goes up. He shows, he says, there's, there's a problem, a simple problem there, something's not aligned. He says, this is about, the word goes right in. He says, I'm going to fix it. Fine. He fixes it. Anyway, he comes down. So we want to pay him. He says, don't pay me. Pay me when it's dry. When you see it rains, that's when you should pay me. Okay. Then I knew for sure he's not a heat. It's another simony, he's not a heat. Anyway. Okay. So we had a rain. We had rain. I called him up. Hello, Bill. It rained, it's dry. He says, that, that wasn't real rain. Wait till it's a 
Because of walking. Fine. A couple of weeks ago, there was a store, Mamish port. Call him up. Okay, please come pick up your check. He says, you know what? How long was I on the roof? Five, ten minutes. It's okay. I don't want to be paid. So I have to, have to say, I have to be misfired. When I hung up with him, I said, but then I remember the Rambam and the I can't say it so quickly. The Rambam says that it's not so simple to be from the Chassidim and Muzayla. could be a nice guy. That's easy. But to be from the Chassidim and Muzayla, to be so a guy that's going to get a little it's not enough just to be a nice guy. It's not just enough to keep the Sheva Mitzvahs. No. The guy has to be a briska. How many has to have The guy has to be makabal the Sheva Mitzvahs. Mipnei shenitztavu b'nei noyach mikedem. Yerambam. The guy says, the Rambam says the guy has to accept to do the seven mitzvahs because the Gentiles of, of ages were mechayev to keep the seven mitzvahs. Al yidei Moshe. Through Moshe Rabbein. Wow. That's a tall order. That's a tall order. Which goyim do that? Who keeps the seven mitzvahs nation? It's Tavol yidei Moshe. The Pope keeps it maybe because it's not all day somewhere else. To keep the Sheva Mitzvahs. So that's a Kiddush and Rambam. The Rambam says, If the guy is just keeping the Sheva Mitzvahs, because it's the right thing, it's the right thing to do. He... Sheva Mitzvahs make sense to him. So the Rambam, he's not considered a Chassidim. And then, he puts the nail in the coffin. And he's not even considered a Chochem. What a Rambam. He's t- even taking away the guy's intellect. He's a smart guy. Smart guy, he came up on his own with Shevam Mitzvah B'nai Noach. Yeah? Make a Borsh Ekivanti. The Ramam says, no. He's not Mech Sidi Yomuseilo. Fa'afilu lo'i mechachomeim. He's not even from the Chachomeim. Gornished. Nothing. He's not even smart. It's such a Peladik Rambam that some of the Magiyim, they took it out. I saw when they put out the, the new, the fancy, the, the Shapsi Frankel Rambam. So there, there's some Girsus. They have, He's not from the righteous Goyim. Because that makes it at least a little more palatable. Otherwise, what the Rambam is attacking the guy's intellect. He's, he's came up on his own to keep the Sheva Mitzvahs. Smart guy. Sheva Mitzvahs. Anyway. So I always felt that there's a deeper idea here that the Rambam is conveying to us. And that's what Yisrael taught us. Yisrael was the first one in history that taught us this Rambam in Elchus Melochim. 
Yisrael knew everything. Yisrael saw everything, he knew everything. Chazal don't ask a question. Ma Shmua Shoma Vehemen. What made Yisrael be a believer? He was a believer because he heard everything. Vayishma Yisrael is Kol HaShogos. He was a believer. He believed. That's not Chazal's question. Chazal's question is, Ma Shmua Shoma Uba. What made him come? What made him make this trip to the desert and enroll in the in, in Yisrael? Right? Bishlaima, if he would have decided he's finished with Midian and he's joining this group, he's going to Eretz Yisrael, okay. We wouldn't even have such a cash. But that wasn't his plan. He came and then he left. He went back home afterwards. So, well, why did he come from? Inspired? He was already inspired. A believer? He was already a believer. Right? Planning to move with us into the, through the desert there at Israel, that wasn't on his agenda anyway. So what did he come for? What, what did the fellow come for? He knew everything. The, the Pasuk, the Pasuk begs for the question. And then it says, Why did he come for? And then he goes back home. Moshe asked him to stay. He goes back home. What's, what's the job? When Yisrael tries to go home, this is also like a historical event. Because usually if the Shver comes to the Edom for a couple of months, and then he says, I'm going home, the Edom doesn't beg him to stay. The Edom says, Brach of Atzlach. I don't, I'd rather don't do that when my Shver comes, but have a good Shver. But uh, usually that's the meaning how you do deal with Shveres. Kol Tuf. Moshe begs him to stay. Moshe tells the Shver, please don't leave. You really understand the whole situation here that we're in. You'll be like our leader. Yisrael is going to be our leader. So Rashi says, famous Chazal, anytime we have difficulty, you'll, you'll enlighten us, Yisrael. That's interesting. So this fresh convert Right? Who probably, when you call him up to make a bracha, he still makes it with a little bit of a goyish spin. Right? He still has problems with the chafs. Right? He's maybe saying baruch. Right? He's going to enlighten us. He's still using the art scroll. Or maybe he's using jastro. Get the, the Deitch. He's trying to get Schattenstein to translate it in Midian language. We're going to Yisrael. We have Moshe Rabbeinu. We have Yeshu Benun. We have Aranake. We have, we have a Nodav Avi, Elazavi, Sama, Asneel Ben Knaz, Kolo Ben Yifunah. We're going to go to Yisrael when we have a Shaila. What's going on here? 
You have a big child. You go to Islam. What would you say if one day I said, you know, Abu Isai, I have a very big perplexed halacha shayla. I'm going to Or Sameach in Yerushalayim. There's about Shuvah there. He's from for a couple of months. I'm going to talk to him. It's a big, it's a life and death shayla. Is it Rebchaim and Bnei Barak? Rebchaim and Bnei Barak. I don't think I'm going to ask him the shayla. Rebchaim Yashiv. Rebchaim Karelis. This is more of a shayla. There's a fellow, Billy, he doesn't even have a Jewish name yet. He's in the middle of finding out from his elders what his Jewish name is. He's an Osumech. He's a sweetheart of a guy. He's a doll. So I'm going to talk to him about my brain death, Shaila. You'd say, I'm brain dead. So Moshe Rabbeinu tells us, Shver, you can tell us, Shver, you're a sweetheart. We love you. Stay here. The Kindelach, they want Zaydi, Hanukkah presents, Chrezmas, by the Seder, it's so nice to have you. Imagine Gisra about a Seder. He has a whole new dimension. I was there. I was there when they when they I was there when they planned to do all this to you. He's a good Zaydi to have been a Seder. But Moshe Rabbeinu says, anytime we have difficulty, you'll be mayor and name. What's going on here? Some of you may remember I, I had a whole course. I'll tell you to go there. I'm sure Cheski remembers. But I want to tell you a different idea. The idea here is simple. Yisrael knew everything. He understood everything. And he could have nicely just stayed in Midian with all of his inspiration. He was inspired for life. Or so he, or so he thought. But then he sees, Amoli comes. Amoli comes, shows him a bunch of things here. Number one, it shows him that there's Amalekim that heard Kriyas Yamzov together with the rest of the world and they come to fight. What Naronim, what fools. What fools. But there was even a deeper lesson which I once heard from the Kapishta Tzarebbe. Kapishta Tzarebbe, I told my kids, was Mamish Baruch HaKadosh. I heard a scary story with Rabaran, which I'll tell all of you. Rabaran Kotla had a very chosh of a Talmud, big London. But he came, he confided in his Rebbe. He said, Rebbe, I'm going through a very hard time, emotionally. He said, what's the problem? He said, I don't know why I have struggles with Amuna. But Kivego, I understand beautifully. No problem. But Amuna, my Amuna is not going well. Rabbi was shocked. Rabbi told the boy, listen, I have a chavah the Kapishna itself. We have a meeting together this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention it to him. Without saying your name, of course. He went to the Kapishna itself. Told the Kapishna itself the story. Kapishna listens. He says, I'm both of us halting louder. Yeah. What are David? No, it doesn't have. He has problems with Amuna. Kapishnitz thinks for a minute. He says, Tell me, Rosh Hashiva, how does he adjust his watch? Rabban said, I don't know. He said, How does he know? Like, when he wants to know what time it is, everybody adjusts their watch, you know, you use the radio. And you know, the exact time today we have the, today we have uh, cell phones. I mean, doesn't have cell phones, but 
There are people, you come to me, they ask me the time for my cell phone. Right? So you have, a, you, have the, you, have a, you have the exact time. The Baron goes back, he calls the Bach over, he says, tell me, how do you adjust your watch? The Bach Mamish was stunned. He says, what do you mean? He says, what do you, how do you? He says, there's a church, when the bell rings, he says, it's just a watch, to the church. He stopped doing that. The Baron said, stop doing that. He stopped doing that as a mood of problems went away. Imagine the Kapishan Tzareb. That was the God of the Kapishan Tzareb. Kapishan Tzareb, he said that Mohammed Samolik reflected also a level that we were on. Hayesha Hashem Bekirbeinu Imayin. We were questioning whether Hashem is amongst us. We had the question. Hayesh Hashem That means not only did Amalek do something crazy, even after they heard, it's like they didn't hear. They heard, but they didn't hear. Amalek also heard. Shamwamim Yugazim. You know, you could hear and you don't hear. If Shlomo Zalman, Obach Zatzal used to say over that there was an Olech Hadash that came to Eretz Yisrael many, many years ago, still in the early, earlier days of the state, in the early 50s. He came to Eretz Yisrael, immigrated. He was a religious fellow. Anyway, young guy, he was a Heverman. Not only was he not from, he was a Heverman. So Shabbos, he knew Shabbos, the from Eden, they don't do anything. They're not going to do anything on Shabbos. So this, this kid, this non-religious kid, young man, he, Shabbos, he decided he's going to go to the farm that was owned by Ephraimiyid. He climbed up the tree and he starts eating the fruit from the tree. Anyway, Fashetzach, the Ephraimiyid, now we're in the area, nothing they could do really. So one Al-Tayid passes by, he sees this non-religious fellow on the tree eating fruit, dates, whatever it was, he's eating. So he tells him, he calls up Rabbi Yid, he starts reading the Asos HaDibas. So I see Meshav is the Kachoy. What are you doing? It's Shabbos today. Mechalel Mois Yumas. And he starts reading Pesukim in the Torah. And then when he finishes with that, he goes, and what about Lois Signoiv? And Lois Sigzoil? And Lois Sachmoit? And Adalshant? So Shlomo Zalman said, this young fellow who ultimately became a Baal but he said he wasn't ready to hear Musa at that point. He calls down to the guy who's giving him Musa. He goes, wow, there's no place like Israel. In Israel you could climb a tree on Travis. you could eat to your heart's delight, enjoy the sweet fruit, and get a drush at the same time. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's great. Because he heard, but he wasn't hearing. Yeah, he heard. But he was a drasha. Beautiful. He wasn't hearing it. Yisrael came to the conclusion that inspiration is worth zero without a commitment. Inspiration is nothing. 
You know how many inspired people there are? The world's full of inspiration. If the inspiration doesn't translate to a commitment, you can flush it down the toilet. It's worthless. Yisrael decided that even though he's possibly the most inspired person in the world, he's got to lock himself in. He's got to come and get his membership and lock himself into this nation. Whether it was before Matan Torah or, or the Machlekes in the Gemara, I once wanted to say, according to the opinion that says he came after Matan Torah, he came before Matan Torah, it's perfect. He came to be there for Matan Torah. If he came after Matan Torah, it could be that the Pshat is that he Dafka came after Matan Because Matan Torah was the commitment. That's what he came for. He came to get committed. He came to take all of his inspiration and make it into a commitment. Because without a commitment, it's worthless. Without a commitment, it doesn't last. The example I always give is look at any area in life, any behavior that a person has that needs modification. There's programs. There's addiction programs for every single characteristic that a person could have. Overeating, drinking, drugs, whatever unhealthy behavior a person has, there's programs, right? Imagine if somebody would say, I'm not joining the program. It's gonna, I'll take care of it. It doesn't work that way. If you don't commit to a program, it doesn't last. Inspiration doesn't help. Inspiration doesn't do anything unless you commit to something. The Rambam learned that lesson from Yisrael. Zok the Rambam. Any guy that wants to keep the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noach, it's only going to work if he bases it on a commitment that this is an obligation that Goyim have to do. If he's just going to keep it out of inspiration, He's not even wukachem. He's a tippish. Because it's not going to survive. It's not going to last. It's like a person who's obese. They say, I have to lose weight. Okay, I know what I got to do. I know what I got to do. I know how, this, I know how this, this body works. Less calories. More activity. And when, when, the, when, the, when it tips, when there's more calories and less energy... You swell, and when the when the scale tips in the other direction, when there's more action and less active, less calories, you lose weight. It's very simple. There is there is no other pshat. That's the pshat. I just gave you the whole lumbers of all the diets, but nobody goes nobody bases it on that. Why does everybody just do that? Instead, they go to programs, Weight Watchers, this, that, shakes, bars, this, that. Bulls behind the ears, they go like this. All kinds of tricks. They get into a program. Right? Why doesn't everybody just make the simple hechradas? That's all. Gonna make a cheshman. How much? One of the biggest Talmudim we ever had here in Yeshiva. He's like a, a, a nice boy too. But he was, he was large. So, he, he came to Yeshiva. We, don't, we, have, we have no responsibility for his weight. He came to Yeshiva. He was, he was tremendous. Size of, literally size of maybe three bucks. 
So he used to come to me all the time, Rebbe, give me, give me a brocha, I should lose weight. I said, you don't need a brocha. You need to stop eating. And if you stop eating, even if I give you a clothes that you should gain, you're going to lose. You can go to the biggest Rebbe. It's not going to work. He said, Rebbe, I don't eat a lot. This is my Shishoy. I was sitting right here. They have to marv. I remember looking at the kid going, you do. Look in the mirror. I mean, you need two mirrors. But look at two mirrors. You do eat a lot. <laughs> he says, Rebbe, I'm telling you, I eat what I need to live. I said, okay, tomorrow you're getting a notebook. Everything you eat, you write down. And I don't care, there's nothing, you know, even things that are dietetic. Even carrot, celery, which they say you burn more than just eating it. The chewing is more than the... In- I don't care. Whatever you eat, write down. He came to me right after he got the thing. came to me the end of the day. Rebbe, I eat a lot. <laughs> so he ate a lot. But everybody understands that if you don't commit, that's not going to work. You could be inspired, but it's not going to work. That was Yisrael's lesson to Kalal Yisrael. I'm the most inspired person. I know everything. I even know more than you know. The Nitzvah Mivarajan says, Higdil Hashem Lazi Simeila. Higdil Hashem Lazi Simeila. Oz Yoimu Vagoyim. The Goyim, when Mashiach comes, the Goyim are going to say, What's the shot? The Goyim are going to have to say it. It almost sounds like the Goyim are going to have to say it. The Goyim are going to say it and we're going to be happy. Listen to the Nitziv. The Nitziv says, We only know the tip of the iceberg. We don't even know how much the Goyim want to do to us. We know Rahman al son of the Holocaust. We know the Spanish Inquisition. We know the Churban Abatim. We know the Crusades. We know a lot, unfortunately. But we only know the plans that they actually did. Only they know how much Hashem saved us. The Goyim are going to then tell us, you guys don't even know half of it. We'll have a new joy over things that we were saved that we don't even know about. Yisrael knew more than we knew. But he knew something else. He knew without a commitment, it's worth for nothing. We went into Matan Torah as volunteers. We went into Matan Torah as volunteers. Nasev and Ishma will do it without a commandment. The Barnashim told us that commitment is not, without a commitment it's not going to last. If you're not going to be take this as something that's being forced upon you, Shom take for us. Like the before Shom explained, he didn't say Khan, because now we were inspired. Shom, sometime in the future, you're going to lose it all. You need that commitment. Without a commitment, if you're just doing the mitzvahs, because you think so, 
The gone, what I heard, Bishem the gone is very similar to this idea. The gone said that really, when we heard the Aserah Zadibras, right, when we heard the first Dibras, we said it's all logical. For this, we don't, we don't need to commit to this. We'll keep it Me'ach Radas. Mamish like the Maral. The Maral says no. Torah has to be Mitoch Echbech. That lesson was taught to us by Yisrael. Yisrael came to Kalal Yisrael just for that reason. To teach us to commit himself and to teach us that that's the only way things work is with an absolute commitment. Don't rely on inspiration. Inspiration is not good. It's only good if it's complemented by a commitment. And that's why Martin Torah is in his parish. Martin Torah is in parish of Yisrael. Because that's the essence of what the Torah is about. It's a dictate. The, the Rabbi Kotl Zatzal once came back from Europe and he said that there was a Magid that spoke that he was very inspired by. He said, the Gemara says in Sanhedrin that what's an apicurus? The Gemara gives different opinions what's an apicurus. One of the opinions in the Gemara says what's an apicurus? An apicurus is somebody who says, Mahani lonu rabbonu. What do we gain from the Chachomim? Meaning, the rabbis, they learn all day and all night. What are they doing? The raven is also, the pigeon is mutter. Nothing changed. So Baron Kotler said, this maggot was speaking. And this maggot said, I don't understand. That's an apicarus. He's not a tippish. He's a fool. He thinks we sit in base Spanish all day, we go, okay, raven, no good. Florida, the beach, no good. You can't go there. But Hollywood, that's okay. Yeah, that's mother. He thinks that's all we do in the basement. He thinks we sit all day in basement and we talk about the Urv and the Yaina. Every day in basement is Hiddish. So Baron said, This Magid said, The guy's Nabuchatipish. Why is he happy curious? But Baron said, Because that alone is the survival of Clyde's. The fact that the Yaina stays a Yaina and the Oyrev stays an Oyrev, that is the essence of, of, of a Yid. And if the, if the Apikaris doesn't have value to that, that alone renders him an Apikaris. If he says, what's the benefit of keeping everything the same? If he doesn't understand the value of that, that's alone a Shtikfir. That's what Yisrael taught us. Yisrael taught us without a commitment is everything going to go down the drain. You, need, you must have a commitment. And that was the Shmuel Bo. That was Muhammad Samolik. And that was Kofal Amarka Gigis. And that's what we have to know in our own lives. Never allow an inspiration to go by without some kind of commitment. Because if it's going to be without a commitment the inspiration has zero shavis, has no value. It goes totally out the window. Like I said, I've seen plenty of inspired people. Plenty of inspired people. But how many people do you see that that could change? 
And that's because not all the inspiration, that's where it stays. Shabbos. Because he represented this Nakuda. Please, Salonu, lay